Sometimes Heroes, Season 2, Episode 32. My name is James, and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players. Hi, my name is Molly, and I play Eden, the noble human sorceress slash wizard with magical dragon powers and stuff. Uh, my name is Winter, and I play the elf druid Sariel. My name is Amanda, and tonight I will be playing Galena, the dwarven bard. And I'm Mark. I play Gige, the human fighter paladin. Unfortunately, Eric will not be joining us. He had a family thing, and you know how we hate families for taking us away from the D&D. No, his, fam- his family's probably great. Maybe. We'll have to ask him. Anyway. He's part of it, so I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, then it's awesome. And last time on Sometimes Heroes, our heroes got their uh, just rewards. They are laden with treasure and glory, having defeated both a dragon and befriended a dragon. So double win, I guess. In addition to escaping the Cold Forge and gaining a dragon friend, you have lost a Myconid friend to uh, kindergarten, I guess. He's learning stuff now. Did you tell us what the name of that Myconid group was? Oh, I assume you guys asked at some point and they called themselves the Verdant Collective. Okay, so he's with them now. Mm-hmm. And that was who? Was that Chip? That was Chip. Okay. You still have possession of Chubb and Wobbles, the dynamic duo. You guys find yourselves outside of the Cold Forge, ready to resume your trek back towards the edge of the Vlovale and then Sid's Toes, where you left Galena. All right, then. So all our HP and hit dice are back, right? Yep. You've had a couple days <sighs> rest now. You guys are 100% kosher. My poor hit dice. I've missed them. Wait till Galena finds out what she's been missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say that Iria, when they get close to Sid's toes, is just like, well, peace. And then she starts, well, I guess she needs to give Galena some stuff. She starts screaming wildly and then dramatically falls down and has a seizure and then uh, dies. <laughs> what? Let's just say that she kind of just says, I'll see you guys around. And then she disappears. <laughs> you can play out a little bit of that, but you know that Iria is wanted in Sid's Toes. Yeah. So are we already entering Sid's Toes or are we leaving? You are leaving the Cold Forge. Okay. In the meantime, you have a relatively short journey, only about a day and a half to mm-hmm. get back to Sid's Toes. Maybe two days because you're pretty heavily laden. How much gold do we each have, Dames? Between you all, not including Iria, you have 55,000. Okay. Whoa. So Should we... we open up a checking account? Yeah, I don't... I think there's banks in the Empire, but there aren't any banks in Medina, are there? Or the Global Coalition? Do they have debit cards in this universe? No. Right now, you have treasure, which anything you would drop on people, they would be like, uh, I don't know how much this is worth. You basically need to go into town and sell it to someone for actual hard cash. Okay. Although all of you have, you know, if you ever want to flavor it that way, some ancient dwarven coins for funsies. Well, we'll I guess we can just wait till we sell it. I kind of want to go back in and get the scroll. Remind me which scroll you're talking about? The scroll of explains Stone Touched. Ah, do you need some assistance? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm asking if you guys would mind coming with me. Of course not. To the scroll. Iria, Sariel, would you mind? Oh, no, I don't mind. All right, here we go. Wait, didn't we have something on golems recently? We found something about golems. Hold on, guys. 
to do that, you basically need to drop all your treasure right here because you are walking jangle mounds mm -hmm. and you will mm -hmm. leave all your treasure at the door for a day or two as you go back in. Okay, let's not do it. Oh. Well, I, I guess I know it's called Stone Touch. That's I can probably find more information elsewhere. Yeah, that's a bonus. Uh, yeah, I guess let's proceed to Sid's Toes. There's not anything else more we have to do here, is there? Every time you guys say Sid's Toes, it just makes me cringe. What an awful name. I, I guess. Sorry, just, just really wanted to express that thought. Carry on. I guess I do want to check one small thing before we get going, James. Okay. Gish will turn to Sariel and say, hey, where did you hide the, uh, where did you hide that slab? For... Up her butt. Really? Nature's, nature's pocket. Oh, God. Don't encourage this. Where did you hide Carter's tablet? Uh, Sariel would point in the general direction where it was. There's a spot that's probably like four by three of disturbed earth. And it's not there? No, Carter said he was going to take it with him. Okay, because I feel like we had left before he had left, so I wanted to make sure, you know, he actually did leave and wasn't horribly attacked once we went in. Oh, yeah, especially Sariel can see, like, even though it's been a couple of days, some pretty obvious deep foot treads of a man carrying something pretty heavy. <laughs> okay, all right then, uh, I'm good. Okay, so you start to head back. It's, it's a pretty grueling day and a half as you walk back down these foothills into the flat and then north towards Sid's Toes, where you know there is a large trading road that goes through this forest and up the mountain. You eventually come into sight of the Setonian foothills, also known as Sid's Toes. From the trees around you far in the distance, you see intimidating cliffs, maybe 100 to 150 feet high, that push out and wave back in over and over again. Atop these cliffs is a fort that is very large, and you can see, even from very far away, a break between one of the largest outcroppings and the one next to it. There is a very steep road where you can see what look like tiny carts in the distance going up and down it. Hmm. Okay. Do I recognize that fort? By reputation. You're like, that's, that's probably Sid's Toes. Oh, the town is the fort. Yes, it is entirely enclosed within a wall. Oh. Heck, that's pretty secure. Okay. Uh, I guess we just continue on that way. Okay. As you guys are walking, you eventually come in contact with the road, which is made almost entirely of abnormally large paving stones that are all black. And as you're walking along, you are suddenly seeing a lot of people. There's a lot of trade caravans, multiple carts pulled by beasts of burden, generally flanked by mercenaries riding horses, caravan guards. And it is kind of crowded, but as you are walking the last league to the city, you see on the side of the road, something is in the trees, like the, some of the tree branches have been shaved of leaves and stuff, and there's something on them that's not supposed to be there. What is it? Do you want yeah. to get closer? Yeah. Well, I mean, does does this situation look dangerous? There's just people walking up and down the road, right? I mean, right? other people are walking by them. Yeah, sure. What is it? I mean, it's apparently not so dangerous that these people are spooked. As you guys are walking up to it, you see that there are a couple of things that have clearly been pushed onto the branches, and branches have also clearly been sharpened, and you see that they are ears. Uh, what kind of ears? Give me a medicine check. This shouldn't be a very difficult medicine check, I mean... Yeah, no. I was about to say, can, can he not just look at them and tell whether or not they're like human ears, cat ears, elephant ears? They've been exposed to the elements for a little while. 
and they all kind of look like rotting ears. I wish oh. I, I wish I didn't roll as good, but yeah, I rolled twenty one in medicine. Oh, these Ooh. are orc ears. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, I missed that because I was yapping. Uh, they're what ears? Orc ears. Orc ears. Sten, um, where are you at? Yeah, let's 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 walk Sten off the road real quick. Some people have noticed and give Sten a wide berth, but overall, people are just sort of giving him a leery eye. Uh, okay, so this is not a situation where orcs just donated their ears because they felt like it. Doesn't seem like it, unless they, you know, cut them off for funsies. Okay, yeah. I, uh, no cutting off ears for funsies. Gotcha. Hmm. Well, this seems like, um, like it could get pretty awkward pretty quickly. Hmm. I kind of want to give Sten my, uh, my Cloak of Shadow Step. I can make him invisible. I mean, you have to concentrate on the spell the entire time he's invisible. True enough. Just to smooth this out, and especially because Eric's not here, you can choose to either leave Stan outside or disguise him or invisible him. Either one will work and no longer be obtrusive. It'll just decide where Stan starts the next session. What were you about to say to Sariel? Well, to say, Sariel, when you polymorph something, do you have to concentrate on it? Like how Eden concentrates on invisibility? She's busy concentrating on something else. Sariel thinks deeply about this spell as I pull up my card. It doesn't look like it. Where does it say uh, concentration must be maintained for a spell, James? Sting I time think or? hers just lasts the duration, which yeah. is like he'll be an a hour. whatever for an hour. Well, we could turn Sten into a critter for an hour. Um, I don't know. Or I an mean, invisible critter. That's just wholly unnecessary. Unless we want to make some gold and like put on a show with invisible animals. I kind of want to say we should just have Sten hang outside for a little bit, even though, like, tactically, that's a horrible idea. I'd kind of like to have him with us. I almost feel like it'd be better to say that he's outside, so this way there's no real strong disconnect for Eric when he gets back. I think it'd be smarter for us to bring him with us and disguise him in some way. What do you guys think? I'm leaning towards that as well. Yeah, I think it might be best to have him around. Definitely. I am okay with you polymorphing him and then putting him in your room at the inn and leaving him there. Because it shouldn't take longer than an hour to get in there. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Should we do that? Sten, are you okay with that? Sten looks very enthusiastic about being turned into an animal. <laughs> yes, I, I am. <laughs> okay, I then. Bet, I bet he's bummed that he's missing this. All right, sorry, I'll go for it. Can you turn him into a, a dog or a puppy or something that wouldn't seem so out of place? Uh, yeah, I can. I can definitely do that. Describe uh, what you turn him into. I turn Sten into, like, a big ol' shaggy dog. A big ol' shaggy dog as Sten, like, anamorphs into a, uh, a woofer, makes a pretty loud boof, and then starts running around in circles. That, that sounds about right. I don't know why, but it made me cringe when you said anamorph, and I think it's just because I imagine those horrible book covers. Oh, yeah. Oh, from elementary school! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we've established that... <laughs> Sariel's powers are more uh, body horror than fantastical. Fun times, color mm. sprays. There, there are no magical sparkles here. Okay, so you guys continue r- walking up the road. You have an excitable dog near you. As you get up to the base of this hill, there's a number of wagons waiting to be hooked up to a winch that appears to be going, lowering one cart on one side of the road and raising another card on the other side. They're still attached to horses. It's just very clear that the incline is way too steep for a horse to manage a cart. Mm-hmm. 
but there is a stone cut stairway into the wall. Are we able to get by? Do we require this winch or are we fine? I mean, you guys can go upstairs. I think you have horses, but they're not like laden with anything. Uh Well, they are laden with treasure. Once you got out, you like shifted some of that to them. Mm -hmm. But they appear to be able to make the incline. Okay. I guess let's just head up the stairs then. With our dog friend, who's always been with us. Mm Mm-hmm. The horses seem a little bit perturbed by the dog, especially Sten's horse, who Sten keeps trying to like jump onto the horse and like horses not having any of it. So you get into the town. This city is pretty much just like a single road through the center that just has carts going back and forth constantly, and they have no respect for pedestrians. They seem to be in a hurry to get where they're going, but often where they're going is to wait for the winch. So they hurry up and stop. Hmm. Uh, To your right, you see a large building that seems to be containing most of the machinery for this winch, which is running on its own and being maintained by several dwarves who are running around and oiling stuff and seem to be refueling something. To your left, you see a large compound with uh, some familiar colors in it and banners flying above it. It is a Amber Sun trading compound. Oh boy. In and out of that seem to be coming more traders and caravan guards, except they're all in some semblance of uniform. So are we seeing a lot of hobgoblins around here? Uh, More than usual. It appears that the ones that are walking around the street are soldiers in like casual gear. Hmm. They still have a sword at their hip, but they're wearing like breezy, billowy tops and baggy pants with, you know, boots. Right. They're not wearing armor. They're just, they're wearing sort of standard uniform. Yeah, they seem to be just hanging out, talking to vendors, but they are still kind of the minority here. Oh, they're the minority. Okay. I'll say, are we getting any looks? Like, has has word of who we are spread to the, to the Hobgoblin Empire, the Avzal Empire? It doesn't appear so. A trio of Hobgoblin tough-looking guys walks by, and they sort of try to shoulder you out of the way because you're like just standing in the middle of the street looking around. Mm-hmm. But they just go on by and you hear them just continuing to chat in Goblin. Wait, I know Goblin, don't I? But they speak, are they speaking High Goblin, aren't they? Yeah, but you can still understand the gist of it. They're talking about uh, a girl who's particularly beautiful at the Toe Jam and Churl. <laughs> um, well, Gij, if you need any help with translation, then, uh, you know, you have... You have a friend who speaks High Goblin quite well, you know. Oh. I mean, yeah, I, I guess you and Sara would speak High Goblin. Is Eerie still with us, or did she, like, dip out because you said she's wanted here? Yeah, yeah. She's going to be within, like, a few hours of getting to the base of the cliff. She's going to say, ah, okay, uh, well, I'm off. It was nice hanging out with you guys. I hope you had a good time. I had a good time. I got things to do people to see and uh and yeah and then she hands um sorry a little package with galinda's name on it and she's like oh yeah by the way i ran into her at the toe jam and churl that's what it's called right she might be mm-hmm. staying there they seem to like her there out of character i want to groan at you james for calling the place the toe jam and churl you you can groan in character but first just... no it won't, wouldn't make sense well you can groan when you see it to the bartender um, is Iria giving us the cool treasures that we found in there, like the functioning cool magic items? And is she taking a portion of that treasure for herself? I'm giving all of the magic items that 
that I had to Galena. Like, all basically, mine is transferring over to Galena. Okay. That's the uh, package that she handed to Sariel. Okay, cool. Um, you will then say, "Oh, okay. Um, it's nice and- adventuring with you." Uh, let me know, I guess, at some point if, if you do get that stone touch scroll, because I'll probably still be interested in it. I'll find you. I'll get it. I'll find you. Yeah, I imagine we're not going to be hard to find. As Iria turns away and starts to walk down the road, you see a couple of guards and hear them mentioning that she looks familiar. They're like talking to each other like, what, what, what is she on a, what is she on a, a wanted poster? Huh. Oh, she's leaving. Should we go get her? Ah. Uh, so. You guys are in the middle of the street. The city lies before you, and Galena may be in this inn called the Tojam and Churl. Well, sounds like we better go check it out. Um, I say we get some lodging first, so we can get stand a place to Lilo. Fair enough. You mean before you go to the inn, you should find an inn? Oh. Oh, it's an I, inn, right? I thought you said it was a club. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I'm it's... sorry. I had a big. <laughs> I had a brain fart. Don't sweat it. Okay, sure, yeah. I mean, let's go there, get a room so stinkingly low, uh, meet up with Glenda, and then sell sell off this all this treasure. Awesome. You walk down the main road for not very long before you come across the Tojam and Churl. It is a large two-story building, stone first floor, wooden second floor. It has a large sign above the door, which is a wood carving of a halfling caricature with grotesquely large feet. The outside looks pretty ratty, but when you step inside, it's actually pretty cozy and warm. And I'm going to say that you guys show up about midday because you will have had to rest tonight and spent the first half of the second day getting here. As you come in, you see uh, a couple stable boys run out and offer to lodge your horses for what now seems like just the smallest quantity of money, but it's actually kind of expensive. How much? It's six silver each for a day. Wow, geez. You could pay your monthly rent with that. Have fun. The, uh, do we have to pay them to stable the horse, or are they going to take care of the horse? How does this work? It's full service, sir. And I'll say that it's it's mostly because there's so much traffic right now. It's really a demand thing. So I'm paying you to take my horse and put it in the stable and then look over it? Would Could I just... I don't know. I'm kind of confused. You could leave your horse out in the woods, sir. That's oh. free. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Sure. All, or you can tie yeah. the hitching post, but that's not very safe. Yeah, Maybe no, it's, it's one of those magic stables that can teleport your horse around, like in Breath of the Wild. Oh. I was starting to make a face at you as Gij, but then I realized you were being cheeky. Yeah, Gij will pay this kid the, the six silver. I'll unload any goods off of Ronin before I let him go, though. Oh, yeah. Smart move. You guys all unload your goods and begin... Moving them in, the stable boy tells you there are a couple of rooms still free, but as you lug your, you know, giant leaking jewels backpacks into the main room, you look around. It's pretty crowded. It seems like mostly dusty folk who are just off the road, but you do catch Galena. She's sitting at the bar talking to a lovely young woman with uh, silver hair. Oh, I will run up and give her a hug. Ah, Eden! Oh my gosh, we've missed you. You will not believe what we have been through over the past. How long has it been? Seven days. Over the past week. A week is ten days, isn't it? Over the past uh, week, like almost week thing. Keys will say from a distance. It was really very boring, and continue to drag in a fat sack of treasure. He's lying. 
Obviously, I'm dragging that fat sack of treasure. <laughs> Galena hugs Skeesh, too. Oh, thank you. As short as she is, he gives her, like, a one-armed hug and then, like, uses his left hand to just pat her on the head. And she hugs Sariel because she's, like, worried about everyone. Um, where's Sten? And then her face gets really serious. Where's Sten? Is he okay? A big, like, floofy dog that you don't recognize trots up to you and does the untrained dog thing of jumping, putting its forepaws on your shoulders and starts licking your face. Oh, Aww. he's more than okay. He Puppy. explains, oh, yeah, we we found a dog that reminded us of Sten because Sten had to go do that thing. And we call this dog Sten now. Yeah, Sten had to go to the uh, ear donation center. He he went to the precious Y early, Galena. And he's, he's saying this with an obvious tone of, of falsehood. So he knows that he's saying big doggy is Sten. Galena's scratching the dog behind the ears and she just looks really she has this like look of utter confusion at Gish, like waiting for him to explain more <laughs> uh what so is this Sten's dog no Sariel found this dog he's just talking very slowly now Sariel found this dog and we called it Sten <laughs> Galena looks at Sariel yeah this dog is Sten that's his name Galena is just like Looking outside the front door for Sten, she's like, oh, okay then. Uh, where's Iria? Oh, she had to go? She said to give you this, though. And Sarl would, would give her the package. Cool. She takes the package carefully. Um, I hope she didn't cause too much trouble. He's wearing a blindfold, but he dead eyes stares at Galena. <laughs> so he looks kind of normal and she's just, but she just kind of is like, yep. I knew well, you'd like her. <laughs> yeah, his, his, his head is cocked at an angle like, like, dude. <laughs> I'm sure you guys got along swimmingly. Sure, <laughs> yeah. For the most part. So do you have a room? I, I feel like this, um, this very good dog needs a place to rest before the next hour's up. And he then gives Sten Dog pets on the head. Yeah, I have a room. I've been playing music here and... They've been kind enough to give me uh, room and board, so I guess this dog can stay in my room? Go on, it's still uh, confused. No, I'll, uh, I'll get a room. It's probably better to stay with me. Anyway, which okay. way is the the um, the counter to, to purchase a room, James? You guys are on a bar around like an open grill in the center of the room that appears to be uh, burning up into a large stove. Above you, you can see that there's a balcony that some people are lounging over. But you can see that there's a large kitchen at the back wall, and behind it are several people who are working, but the one that is clearly in charge is a wiry older man with a crazy frizz of white hair. Seems to be running around and yelling at people way too loud. Okay, then, Eden, Sariel, how did you want to do this? Did you guys want to share a room? Yeah, Galena takes Sariel's arm and leads her over to the silver-haired waitress and she's like so sorry how are you Sariel's a beautiful name the waitress behind the counter puts down five mugs galena's just looking between them and smiling and then hands you a mug and just sort of points at the dog <laughs> i uh galena gives it to the dog when you put it on the floor the dog enthusiastically starts lapping it up that can't be healthy <laughs> i'm sure he'll be fine Gish will step forward and hold out his hand and say hi i'm Gish, and i think think we'd like some room should i speak to you or that fellow over there and he points with his thumb at the uh, older fellow 
at the older guy behind the counter. Oh, I'm new. No, you'll have to speak with the proprietor, Mr. Rigger. He's uh, just talks softly. He he gets kind of crazy. Okay. Also, it looks like you brought in quite a haul. Uh, maybe just jingle it around and he'll come running. Oh, uh, okay. Sure. Gish will just like tug on the... I imagine maybe there's like a pull string on one of the sacks. Well, ooh, actually, no, maybe this isn't a good idea because I don't want to announce to everyone in this place that we have a bunch of gold, a bunch of treasure. It's a little too late for that. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I'm going to just go for it. You you look around thinking this, and just everyone is looking at you with a mixture of open mouth gaping and a couple more dangerous folk, like, licking their lips. You know, it runs the gambit. Hmm. Okay, maybe we should uh, figure out what we're going to do with this uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, once we once we get uh, some lodging for the dog, we will unload this treasure. And speaking of the devil... Mr. Rigger, the loud man from the kitchen, runs out and starts yelling, Why is it so quiet? Where's the music? Galena, you must bring your beauty to the world. Otherwise, you won't get food tonight. Hmm. Or you'll have to pay for it. <laughs> I can pay for it, you know. I do enjoy playing, but I need a break sometimes. Hmm. I'll be up there in a second. I'm just saying hi to my friends. What's been going on while we were gone? What's going on here? Well, there are some people who were waiting for us, actually, it seems like. Most specifically, they seemed interested in talking to you, Eden. Also, Eden, guess guess who's here? Guess who's here? She's, like, looking at the silver-haired woman very, um, obviously. Guess who? Guess who's here? Uh, who? The waitress Galena is gesturing towards casually kicks Galena in the shin as she comes back from helping another patron. Ah, uh, damn. I, want, I didn't... Say, uh, I just want her to guess. That's not helping. Sorry. Look, how about we get y'all room? She walks around over to the uh, gaunt man with the fr- frizzy white hair. Look at these fellas. They've got just an acre of cash. I bet they'll uh, drop quite a bit in your tavern. Maybe you should uh, open up the nice room. He looks down, like, clearly for the first time, noticing that you guys all have bulging bags with glitter coming out of every pocket, his eyes widen, and you just now realize that they're like super bloodshot and have giant bags under them. He immediately starts haggling with you and drops an insane price for your room. Yet this insane price is 10 gold. Gij will give a light tap of his elbow to Eden and Sario if they want to assist the conversation. He'll then say, well, what's, what's the price of a normal room? Eight gold. Eight gold. That seems a bit high. I mean, are these rooms, do they have walls that are plated with gold? If you touch them, does it cure diseases? Does it print more money? Does it grant wishes? This sounds like a competing persuasion to get him down to a more reasonable price. Sure, let's go for it. Do you want to drop it? Yeah. No! 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 All right, well, um... Kiss your money goodbye, because Eden rolled a critical fail. You see Eden and this guy just go at it for like 10 minutes as the rest of you just decide to start talking about other things. But at the end, the price has actually gone up by two gold, but it's like not a big deal. (laughs) But you have secured three rooms. Sorry, folks. I will um, pay the extra two gold for each room since I kind of blew that one. (laughs) He just kind of chuckles and shrugs. Can I roll an insight, James, on what the silver-haired lady was uh, scolding Galena over? Sure. 
Uh, as you are doing this, the lot of you are moving into your rooms. They are all pretty nice. Apparently, all the, the bad rooms or the mediocre rooms were taken up already. And you guys are in the suites. Nice. Is there like a bath in our rooms? Like, it's that nice? There is a tub that somebody could be convinced to draw water and bring it up to you kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And you certainly have the money to afford it now. Cool. So is this, is there two beds in my room? I imagine I'm going to, wait, wait, did we get a, a room just for our dog? Air quotes. Like what's, what's our, what's our breakdown? How are we, how are we parsing out these rooms? Right now you have four rooms. Galena's in a very modest room mm-hmm. that she got comped for playing. And the three of you are in the nicest room. So the very nicest room, which actually has silks up on the walls and whatnot. And then two very clean two bedrooms with actual mattresses. Whoa. Oh, wow. Uh, is going to crouch down and rub the sides of the dog's face and, say, and he'll say, do you want to share a room with me, boy? Or do you want your own room? <laughs> I, um, uh, nod or shake your head? It appears that Sten is having trouble controlling the body and runs around in a circle, gets distracted by his tail, but eventually comes back and runs into the room that is yours and just like curls up on one of the beds. Okay, that's that's fine. All right, this will be my room. I guess you girls decide what you want to do with the rest of the rooms. I've got mine. Well, we we have two more rooms. You don't have to stay in your in your modest room. I'm willing to share if uh, someone wants to bunk with me. Don't everyone all jump up at once. You've got um, plenty of beds. Yeah. And one royal bed, king sized. Rock paper scissors. Competing athletics. Um, I'm into that. <laughs> Who's competing hair for the royal bed? <laughs> Nah, Sariel's good with, like, a bed. Eden does the fanciest cartwheel she can muster and rolls a 15 in athletics. Eden yells out, first one of the best bed gets it and, like, runs up the stairs and just no one else moves. (laughs) But you do see, get to see Eden do, like, a flying uh, swan dive into the bed, which just, like, flumps under her. It's really nice. Wonderful. So you guys get situated. Everything seems nice. Gish, what was your uh, insight? Oh, I didn't roll it yet. Sorry. I rolled a 13 insight. It seems like Galena was about to say something that the waitress didn't want her to say. Hmm. Okay. About a person, but nothing else beyond that. All right. She's introduced as Ganho. Ganho? Mm-hmm. How is that spelled? G-E-N-H-O. Okay. And she, well, was she a human? Was she elf or was she? She appears to be human. Silver-haired human. All right. If this were an anime, I'd be immediately distrustful of her. <laughs> as you should um, be. Um, once I've put down a bunch of, I would say actually my extra weapons in the room with Sten, so I really just have my treasure and my uh, immediately necessary items, I will go back to the main area, I'll, or rather I'll, I'll hang out by the stairs overlooking the main area, waiting for the rest of the group so we can uh, part ways with all this treasure. Okay, and one of the best things about the rooms you got is they actually have decent locks, which is not usual. Well, I have a guard dog, so. That's true. No one's going to be expecting Sten. Whether it be Dog's Den or Half-Orc's Den. I'm just waiting now. Once you guys are done unpacking and you've gotten a hot meal delivered to you as part of the service that Eden ended up accidentally paying for. You're welcome. <laughs> you guys begin to hear Galena start playing again. And the common room lights up as people begin to clap and stomp their boots along with the song she is playing. But you guys are here. Had a minute to relax. You're off the road finally. I assume those of you who want to take baths, or do you yep. want to deal with this treasure before you do anything else? Oh, wait, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, let's deal with the treasure. I don't want to get attacked 
by strange men creepily licking their knives. <laughs> I, I like to think that us smelling like the road and horrible combat is also a deterrent for people trying to rob us. That's true. Jeez, oh, Louisa, just realize how big this map is. So there's a table right next to my room, James? The upstairs area has a little balcony with some tables around it. Mm -hmm. The center of the floor is open, so people who are on the upper floor can look down into the lower floor. Yes, there are a couple of tables. Only one is occupied right now, which has this little crew of dwarves and a couple of halflings. It appears as you look at them, you're like, oh, they look familiar. Those guys look like knee breakers. They're mercenaries. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I don't, it's, it's not Juke or any knee breaker I might know. No. Okay. But they all have very similar like symbology, like tattoos and stuff. Also, is the name of this in racist? It's racist, isn't it? Uh, how so? Because it's toe jam and churl, and churl means like an unpleasant person, and there's a halfling with very large feet, so it's like halflings are bad. You can ask around if you want. There are some halflings here. No, I don't want to get into a discussion of race next to, with some people who are sitting right next to my room. <laughs> I'm just going to continue to hang out by the stairs waiting for everyone else. Okay. Actually, no, I'm, I'm going to go down to the main area and wait for everyone else. I'll, I'll probably just like tell them through the doors. And I want to, um, these, these knee breakers, what would I do to take a look to see how, how suspicious they are, if they might be coming after us or anything like that? Because Gigi's paranoia sense is going nuts in this place. It's so full of people. It would be insight. Roll that and let's get what everybody else is doing. Are you guys napping or are you guys going to be asking around for who might actually have the scratch? to pay you for all the stuff you have. Uh, Eden will roll as slowly as possible out of the big bed. Oh, it's tragic. And then follow Gige to try to investigate where they might be able to unload some of this stuff. Okay. Eden and Gige just uh, took a second to relax and then picked up all their treasure and their weapons and stepped out again. Well, not all my weapons, but... Uh, I guess Sariel will tag along with that. Galena, are you going to take your uh, union-mandated 30 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I already had it, though, when I was talking to everyone. That was your smoke break. It's fine. Oh. You know, Galena, we, we have enough treasure now that you don't have to keep working. You can just pay for the room. Also, you guys have an extra bed. Yeah. I, I There's an extra bed in Sarl's room. Oh, okay. Well, maybe she'll need it. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't mind playing music here, like guess i don't have to play as much i don't have to have him yelling at me anymore yeah you can just go on as a as a special treat for people as opposed to having to play for four hours a day yeah glenn is looking around the the inn does she see oh god what was his name oh yeah does she see abel you do actually see abel abel's coming out of the bath right now he's got a little towel on <laughs> she goes up to him um <laughs> As you guys are coming down the stairs, full packs, but all full of treasure. At this point, Sten has turned back into a half-orc in the room, and all of his stuff appears with him. So Surprise! He is, you put all of his treasure into your packs, because you took out all, all the normal stuff that's required mm -hmm. for camping. But as you are coming down the stairs, you see Galena trotting up to a mostly naked man. Oh, this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> the uh, uh, Abel is a uh, tall half-elf with black hair pulled back into a ponytail kind of thing. Pretty muscular, but he is just putting on glasses now. Uh, and he's turning to go up the stairs because he doesn't want to be in the common room, mostly naked. Seems to be a design flaw in this building. Mm -hmm. But as Galena comes up to him, hi, how you doing? So when are we going to get dinner? Uh, tonight might be good. Are you doing anything? Mm, I will be if everything goes as planned, she says with her eyebrows raised. When does everything go as planned? That's true. She looks back at everyone. 
I could maybe introduce you to my friends. He looks past you and sees the rest of your party coming down the stairs and his eyes go wide. And he quickly scans the room and sees that none of his cadre is here. And it's almost like he's dancing in place. <laughs> Galenda is amused. So then we all form a circle around him, looking as menacing as possible, and then punching our fists into our opposite hands. Do you guys want to do that? Do you no. guys want to no. <laughs> roll up on Galenus, naked boy? That would be funny, but maybe some other time. So first of all, really quick, I rolled a 13 insight on those uh, knee breakers. Ah, so Gish, as you were upstairs and you were looking at these guys, they appear to be plotting something. But as you are passing by and look, they appear to have a scroll in front of them that they see you coming and hide it and just like dead eye you as you walk by. You get the feeling that they haven't been clued into your treasure yet. Wait, oh, okay, that they're not looking to rob me. Okay, cool. Yeah, they Um, were upstairs when you guys came in and like dropped a giant gem on the ground. And the reason I'm bringing up that I rolled insight on them is because, hey, now I want to roll insight on this on this uh, naked feller. (laughs) <laughs> who is apparently excited to see us. Just, just insight. I'm just rolling insight all over this friggin' tavern. And it's the way to do. I just, uh, uh, go for it. Before we move on from the, the knee breakers, can Sariel, with, with that mad document experience, see if she can discern anything about that scroll before they whip it away? Sure. I'm guessing that would also just be an insight? No, this would be a perception to try to get a look before they uh, hide it and notice you unless you want to like turn into an animal and stealth above them or something but i'm assuming you're just walking by just walking by you could totally try to hide behind me and rampart oh it was only a five no it's fine you can't get a look it's just there's something on the paper it's not blank that's for sure there we go geesh what did you roll on this guy on our naked friend oh my god it's these like it was 13 it was 13 and now it's seven it's getting worse i need to stop doing insight i rolled a seven insight you're getting diminishing returns. Uh, uh, this this guy, you get the feeling because you you felt a little bit of a uh, big brotherness towards Galena that like he sees you and thinks you're a threat to uh, his clandestine relationship with Galena. Okay, assuming that's that's accurate. Okay, Galena. After this minor freakout, he leans down so that no one who's nearby can hear and says, "You should meet us tonight. Now that you're all here, I mean, we're still waiting on our last one, but we have something for you." And okay. if, if you want dinner, uh, that could also happen maybe afterwards. That sounds good. I like that. Uh, good. And then he backs up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Galena just kind of watches him like smirking and she sh- shakes her head and she's like, you know, that was oddly endearing. So I know you've been in like the last several days. <laughs> no, you don't. He He like... Gives her an elbow jab, teasingly. And Gish will scan the room as he waits for everyone else to get down the stairs with the fat sacks of loot. As you're scanning the room, you see a trio of hunters in the corner, a cadre of uniformed outrider kind of guys that must be caravan guards, and what is clearly their captain who's buying them rounds of drinks. Several of them are looking longingly at you, and you can <laughs> sort of tell that they are desperately wanting to return to that outlaw life. There are a bunch more individual caravan hands around, but you can see that they're separated into groups. They are marked off as companies. There are very few people who don't have some sort of signifier of who they work for. And then you see Tehan's third line near the stage. They are huddled up at a table having a nice meal. Aw, snap. It's 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 summer meat. It's summer jerky. Street meat. Mm-hmm. It's street meat. Does he have doorbreaker? Uh, he does not. 
You do not oh. see Door to Breaker around. But he is getting a lot of looks as he is the only orc in the room. Oh, snap. But they appear to be leaning in and talking and chuckling occasionally. I see a long table with a bunch of guards and a fellow at the other end of it. That is the well, uniformed mercenary crew. Okay. And then I see three fellows who I think you said were caravan guards, right? On the far left. Hunters. Yeah. A caravan crew. Oh, okay. Outriders. A caravan crew that are hobgoblins. Tehan's third line. A bunch of scruffy scruffs. And a dwarf with a female dwarf over at the counter. There are a couple of, there are several dwarves in here and a couple of halflings. They all appear to just be having food. Mm -hmm. Some of them appear to be affiliated with trading groups, but other ones just appear to be locals. Okay. I just want to do like a super quick scan besides Tahan. Tahan's uh, third line, fourth line, third line, third line, third line, right? Mm -hmm. I just want to do a quick scan to see if I know anyone history wise besides Tahan's third line. You are fairly positive that you do not know anyone else in here besides that. Okay, then. Well, I'm done then. I'm done checking out the room. Okay. Galena's finished accosting her uh, friend. Guige just finished being paranoid, looking at the room. Sariel, Eden, what are you up to? Interrogating all of the small, weak-looking people about um, where where I can find the sketchiest places to sell off expensive goods. (laughs) Okay, so who 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 does Eden think the weakest people in the room are? All right, I take that back. I want to find someone who looks sketchy enough to possibly be the kind of person who would have this information, but not so sketchy that they look like they could hurt me. Hmm, that is a tough ask. The hunters are right out. They look really sketchy. And when you look closer at them, they actually have like orc ears around their necks. Oh, oh, no, thank you. And they appear to be eyeballing the orc on the other side of the room with the third line, but not making a move. It seems like a bunch of well-armed mercenaries are not their type of target. There is a caravan crew that has what you assume are supposed to be like red tabards, but they're all kind of uh, faded pink now. And they're led by an older man and they appear to be human. They appear to be on hard times, though. So they seem to be like the sketchiest and most desperate of them, but the least likely to stab you. All right. I will um, casually approach. Okay. They all have wooden cups on their table and sort of communal plate they're sharing of stew and little chicken bits. They appear to be kind of somber. I want to ask just, hey, uh, mind if I join you? Sorry, it's just that... uh... My owl, she saw your chicken bits from across the room and, you know, she started getting kind of agitated. So was just uh, wondering if I could maybe uh, pill for one off of you and then maybe uh, buy a round of drinks. It is a very comical change from three attitudes. First, there is people who are like, bugger off, get your own bits. And then they look at you and they see that you are, one, a noble. Two, you're a little bit scruffy, but like, you're very pretty. And so this table of men sort of goes into shock mode. And then three, when you offer to buy a round of drinks, they all burst into wide smiles. Perfect. The leader who is wearing like kind of a fancy hat, but it also seems kind of moth-eaten, looks at you and says, Aaron Winsoff, what can I do for you? A creature of divine beauty to come in here and offer me and my undeserving men drinks. Oh, you are too kind. Well, I was actually wondering, I just uh, came into town and had a question for you. I wanted to know um, if you knew of any place that 
my uh, compatriots and I might be able to unload some valuable merchandise that is weighing us down, if you know what I mean. I know the predicament of having the merchandise, but having no one who can buy it. But I have a deal for you. See, you give us your merchandise, I will give you a writ of ownership, and when I sell the merchandise, you will have all of the money from the sales, except for a minor contractual fee, and then uh, you will have the money in no less than a month. Really? And how do you plan on finding me, should you manage to sell anything? Oh, well, I'm a traveling trader. I have these men. We, we're very mobile. Wherever you are, we can find you. Hmm. I'll, uh, discuss it with my colleagues, and we'll consider your offer. Oh, well, of course. We're, uh, he, he like, looks behind you and sees that you have a relatively well-armed crew and a, what looks like a magical elf lady, and he gets kind of a scared look on his face, and he's like, uh, well, uh, don't discuss for long. Uh, we're leaving soon. And he smiles kind of nervously at you. No worries, no worries. I'll, uh, I'll be back shortly. Very good. And one of the guys next to him is like, but drinks? Ah, yes. No, I'm so sorry. I don't want to forget. A round of ales for everybody. The uh, nice silver-haired lady comes by, flashes you a brilliant smile, and drops a round of drinks at their table. Gij makes a face like, that sounds fishy. Glenda, you don't know anyone in this town? You've been here a while. I've talked to a few people. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Glenda, make a um, just an intelligence save. Actually, a history check. Just like, over the last few days, you've made a lot of friends. Just random people that you've run into, and you might know who would have the money. Also, Eden, make a uh, insight check. Okay. Eden rolled a 16 in insight. Oh, that guy was hella fishy. He was absolutely trying to either steal it or, at the very least, con you. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, that's what I suspected, but... I guess I wanted to find a reason to believe him because it would just be way too easy. Um, Galena rolled a 16 in history. So, Galena, as you've been in town for a while, and you've seen your party just bring in this haul of gems and artwork and meticulously made trinkets, you think about it, and the amount of money that they think it's worth, that they said Iria thought it was worth... There's only one group that has that much money and could buy it off them. And that is the Amberson Trading Company. Mm. Oh, our favorite people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you guys want money, we have to go to the Amberson. Oh. Well, yeah, all right. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure business is their bottom line anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. So I guess they are the best bet. So I guess we passed the Amberson Training Grounds? trading grounds yeah when we came in but before i go i want to step over to Hans third lion and say hey to them and if anyone else wants to come say hey to them they, they can sorry i would tag along okay you walk over to the table there is a kind of skeevy looking human a big old burly orc a bugbear that resembles a panda to a degree and a well-dressed noble regal looking hobgoblin with robes and a staff leaning up against the wall as you approach, before you get close enough to like hit them, you just realize like, oh, these guys are pretty well trained. They all turn towards you before you get in melee range, basically. Oh, no, I don't mean hit them. I mean, as an approach to talk. No, I know. I'm just saying that they are all ready. But I'm not they, attacking they, them. I'm saying hello. I know. They treat you like a threat. They've met me before, though. Yeah, you fought them. 
but it was a peaceful resolution. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, hey, Gij waves at them as he approaches the table. And he's armed, but he's not, you know, he doesn't have his weapon drawn or anything. Right. If Gij is trying not to look threatening, they recognize this because they all appear yeah. to be trained fighters. But the regal looking hobgoblin stands up, pushes his chair back, finishes his drink, and says, Yes, what can I do for you? Hey, we made it out. We helped that guy. And Gij will look over to Sariel. Uh, Sariel will step forward and quietly, respectfully place the emblems on the table. The Hobgoblin looked like pretty pissed when Gij was just like being like, we did that thing that you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but then as Sariel steps forward and puts these emblems on the table, even Shanks, the uh, human with the knives, was leaning back, like picking at his teeth with a knife, puts the knife away and folds his hands in front of him. And the leader immediately reaches in his coin pouch and pulls out 20 gold and puts it in your hand, Sario, and will curl up your fingers on it and hold your hands for a second and look you in the eye and say, thank you. We appreciate what you have done. Sario at first will be tempted to attempt to return it, but I think it's, it's fairly evident that there's more than the exchange of money happening here. She'll simply nod and say where possible they were given final rights. This is good. And do not worry about the money. We can see that you did not need it. Ish will then try to make a nice gesture and say, can I in some way help you guys? Do you need a round of drinks or some extra food? He looks over at you and says, did you know the deceased? Did you meet them? What is he asking me, James? If, I, if I'm at the Wraith? Like, if you found any of them before they were dead dead. Or if you knew any of them in life. Like, did you know them? Of his people? Yeah, the dead guys. Gij will shake his head and say, no, no, I didn't know any of them. And by the time we found them, it was too late. We were able to send their spirits on, though. When he hears this and looks down at your holy symbol, his face screws up like he's thinking for a second. And he calls out, Barmaid, please bring a round of drinks. The strongest you have. And uh, she comes around and gives you all like a little glass. And he hands one to you as well. Raises the glass. The rest of the people at the table raise their glass. And he says, to the fallen. They died with honor, and they all knock it back. Gij comically drinks the drink very quickly, and his face sours for a good 12 seconds because he's not a drinking man. Oh, most of them do the same thing. Oh. <laughs> Except for the bugbear who is licking out the glass. But the fancy man reaches out his clawed hand and says, I'm Lehu. Lehu, it's nice to finally get your name. Pleasure to meet you, Lehu. Yes, I look forward to seeing you again. On the battlefield, either on my side or the other. Hopefully on the same side. We don't like to fight people if we don't have to. He like scrunches his eyebrows. No one fights people when they don't have to. Gij makes a face like, ah! you know, he's like, he kind of wants to disagree, but just leaves it there. <laughs> okay. You extricate yourself from them. Well, before I so. do, I actually want to inquire if they were, how long they were going to be in town. Because out of character, I think Eric would really, really want to talk to Street Meat. When you ask how long they're going to be in town... Lehu merely says, as long as it takes us to find a job as caravan guards to go east, we hear there's action in Umbria. Okay, cool. Well, I hope we see you guys around then. And Gishul will wave and, and I guess, would people in the Absol Kingdom bow their head? Is that is that how they would show a respectful goodbye rather than a wave? Gij knows that there's like a very complicated system of bowing, hierarchy of who you're supposed to bow to and who you're supposed to just nod your head to. You also know that it's a safe bet to just do whatever they do. And Lahu gives you a tiny nod. I'll return it. 
And then he sits back down again. And they all sort of are silent and looking up at you out of the corner of their eyes if you stay. No, no, no. I, I go back to the, to the group because we need to get rid of this, all this treasure ASAP. Okay. So what's the plan? Are we going to hit up the trading grounds, the Amberson trading grounds, and just unload it? Everyone cool with that? Didn't, didn't we fight a bunch of them? Yes, we did. Wait, sort of? Gazi was working for the Amber Sun. And the Amber Sun, shall we say that this conversation is happening after we step outside? I would assume that you would want to like grab a table and discuss strategy before walking around the streets randomly okay. with a ton of treasure. Um, Gij will then speak in, in a low tone. Gazi worked for them, but he comes off to me more like a fella who just takes the job where he can get it. I think you knew him, Galena. Yeah. And I guess the royal family of the Abzal Empire has some influence in them. But like I said, I think business is still the bottom line. So I don't think they're going to try and, you know, turn away all this treasure we want to sell. Does anybody want to try to roll a history to see if that's the case? Uh, sorry, I will drop a history on that. Roll history? Yeah, I don't sure. know if, like, Molly can salvage that. Uh, sorry, I'll critically fail through her history check with a seven. Woo! Okay, someone can try to salvage this. Eden tried to counteract it. She rolled a 15, would have preferred a critical success, but, you know, I don't know what that'll do. We already established this rule. As long as two people who are proficient are doing it, it's fine. It's just when the whole party, a single crit fail can sink you. Okay. Right. Okay, cool. Sariel clearly has the feeling that you know that this, this group is pretty patriotic and will often try to do things to advance the Empire, even when they don't have direct orders to do so. But Eden, as your family has, you know, done business with the Amber Sun Trading Company, it's kind of hard not to. You realize that even if they don't like you, they will be fair. They may not be polite, but they'll be fair. Usually. At least on their face. Mm-hmm. They would never allow the rumor to spread that they are did not do business in a like business-minded fashion. <laughs> well, that's good enough for me. And what the main thing you get from that is the best way to deal with them would be publicly. Really? Usual mutter, should we announce to everyone here that we're going to go trade with the Amber Sun? What? No, no, that seems a no, little rash. Just... No, just like do it in public. I mean, I'm not saying we should. I'm asking you guys because... One because for... I'm just the most intelligent being alive, I already because know. Because four heads are better than one which has rocks in it. So anyway, let's let's go. Let's let's get rid of all this stuff. Okay, so you guys head over to the Ampersand Trading Compound. Mm -hmm. You head through the streets. It's always a little harrowing crossing the main avenue because carts just like are going. And if you don't go at the right time, they're going to hit you. But you head to the compound and this place is like a castle inside the castle. They have a walled palisade with ramparts that is being constantly patrolled by hobgoblins with somewhat peaked helmets and amber colors with uh, large crossbows. They appear to be relatively vigilant, but also pretty relaxed. They don't, it doesn't seem like they're looking, they're expecting an attack. But as you get up to the gates, which are open, there are uh, several people in front of it, guards mostly, and they just sort of eyeball you as you approach. Keith will whisper to the girls, do you guys, do you ladies mind handling this? I feel like you three or two, just you, you guys would be better at talking our way in there and getting us a, a good sum of money. That's uh, that's fine. I mean, you know, I didn't exactly do a great job negotiating our 
lodging situation, but, um, you know, probability and statistics and all that. Can't fail that badly twice in one day, can I? Well, he, he has faith in Sariel's and Eden's experience with the Empire. Right. And also... I, just say. And also, you know, Glenna is bard, so she's got to be charismatic in some way. Yep. <laughs> I have so much hope for all of you. We are very enthusiastic. So enthusiastic. You guys approach these guards, and they briskly ask, What's your cause for being here? We are looking to trade. Do you have your papers? Are you part of the company? Uh, no, but I got, uh, I got an Andrew Jackson here that, uh, <laughs> might change your mind about the need for papers. And when I say Andrew Jackson, I mean whoever the uh, in-universe equivalent of Andrew Jackson would be. Are you attempting to bribe him? Yes. <laughs> I can roll. Sure. Yeah, actually, uh, this is either a sleight of hand to slip him the money without other people who are watching noticing or just like talk around it and it's like ah yes the fee that i'm supposed to be paying right now so either persuasion or sleight of hand i mean oh. deception or sleight of hand i'll go with a uh, deception in that case okay ah not bad eden rolled a 19 in deception the guard as you walk up to him and discuss oh yes i didn't i didn't pay the fee and you hand him uh, 50 gold <laughs> because you okay, realize whoa. that it's 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 something significant. You can't just drop a, a pittance on this guy. Okay, well, I mean, I wasn't thinking quite that much, but okay, yeah, if that's what it takes, then uh, 50 gold. He nods knowingly and immediately pockets the money, walks back into a little guardhouse and pulls out some paper and begins writing on it. And hands you basically what is a pass to be inside the compound. And informs you, you want to speak with Alyssa Hastor. She's in charge of all mass purchases. He, like, nods over to your bags. Perfect. Thank you for your assistance. Of course. Let the Amber Sun shine upon you. Thank you. Are they just going to let us through now? Can we proceed? Yes, the gates open and you guys step on through. It's almost like you're on a military base. All the buildings are perfectly lined up. There is a little cadre of hobgoblins drilling in the center of a field, moving around in formation, their shields interlocked. But you see across the way a more opulent building, whereas the rest are very functional, and deduce that that's the place to go. I want to check for traps, or rather see if anyone's going to pull some shady biz on us as we walk to that building. Are you, like, just keeping your eye out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, perception. For any shady biz, roll the 20. You see no shady biz. It's very weird. You expected some shady biz. There's no shady biz. Huh. You're surprised that that man took a bribe. It seems like everything's working like clockwork around here. There's lots of uh, messengers running around with uh, sealed tubes for scrolls, that sort of thing. You do realize that it's not just hobgoblins in here. There are several humans and several orcs as well. Fewer orcs, but a couple of elves as well. They all appear to be dressed in a similar fashion to the hobgoblins, though. If the group happens to look at Guige, they'll see him cycling through uh, moments of fee of being calm and relaxed, and then like suddenly looking at something because he thought it was a danger, and then going back to being calm because he's just, his paranoia is not landing on anything. And when you step into this opulent building, you see that there's an outdoor patio that you see through like a, a kind of semi-transparent paper wall that has a bunch of older 
more like maltish like fat happy hobgoblins who are clearly having like a brunch kind of thing or a late lunch with uh booze and food and good times but a receptionist comes up to you and says what is your business here he taps eden and sariel's shoulder oh right um yes we uh, we have a pass we're here to see sorry james i forgot her name it was Elissa hestor or mrs hestor or whatever you want to go for we'll go with ms we're here to see ms hestor ah very well i will call her and he retreats and speaks to someone in another room and gestures for you to sit where you wait for like 10 minutes and then he comes back in and says she's ready for you and you are brought deeper into the building into an opulent office behind which sits a elf with tiny spectacles and blonde hair pulled back into a severe bun she looks up at you so you wish to trade what do you have uh quite a bit actually and Wait, I guess I should have thought of this beforehand. How much of this are we actually carrying on our person right now? And how much did we actually leave with our horses? Because there's no way we could carry it all, right? Uh, or could we? The way Geesh told it to me was that you, you took all everything else out of your packs and just filled it up with treasure. So you didn't have like your extra weapons or your camping stuff or any of that. Ah, gotcha. And you just left all that in your rooms and brought out the really valuable stuff. So you're carrying it. You know, it's bursting out of your backpacks almost, but you've managed to put it in. We're loading this quick. All right, I will reach in to whatever pack I'm carrying and pull out. Let's just pull out the, the first thing that I feel and uh, <laughs> and hope that it's good or hope <laughs> that it's intriguing. Uh, roll a luck. R- roll just a d20. Higher is better. Uh, it's a five. You pull out a beautiful necklace that has giant rubies inlaid into gold and silver, meticulous carvings all over. But as you pull it out, it snaps. And Jeez. It's, it's still beautiful and it's still wonderful. And like mending it will not be a problem, especially because you can cast mending and start doing that right there. So like backs together. All right. Well, I'll say, oh, well, this piece is very special because you can actually can become two bracelets as you can see or i can just uh let's um you know a little little magic working over here and now <laughs> it's a necklace again persuade. i love your <laughs> your fast talking do it see if you can get, get past her uh, stony visage this woman does not appear to have a sense of humor Jeez, i'll have a lot of mediocre rolls today uh eden rolled a nine in persuasion Yes, as this is going on and Eden is fast-talking this woman, her face does not move. She merely stares at you impassively. And then once it's mended and you set it down on the table, she moves it closer, takes off her spectacles, pulls out a, like a monocle and starts looking at it very closely and then stands up and says, We can do business. Please lay out all of the items you've acquired and I will make you an offer. All right, I will do so. Is there enough floor space for us to do that? This is a big office, and there's lots of empty tables. It seems pretty austere. Okay. I guess we'll just we'll start going about doing that. Uh, it takes you about 20 minutes to like get everything out and for her to look at it. And you actually see her casting a couple of spells, but they don't appear to do anything, especially to Geesh, who is... Uh, my blindfold. ...wearing his blind- blindfold. But at the end of it, she turns to you and is going to offer you 50,000. Um out of character would 
And I'm assuming this is something that, you know, at the very least, Eden would have an idea of. Is that lowballing us or is that fair? Uh, Iria has, like, the keen keenest eye of, like, judging things, and she told you that your haul was worth 55. Hmm. So she's lowballing you, but not by much. Does, does Sariel or Galena want to get in, in here? Because if not, Geesh has an idea. Oh, they're going to take some kind of cut. But No, so why would they? Just because... Uh, you can attempt to try to haggle. That's perfectly okay. Just uh, dread the crit fail. I, well, I tell you what. When she says that, Gij will speak to Galena and Sariel, and he'll say, 50,000. Those other appraisers said 55. They seem to think it was pretty good quality what we had. And what he's doing is he's, you know, he's I saying- I got you. I got you. Yeah. Very clever. So, so I want you to, because it sounds like you're giving Eden assistance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want you to roll a persuade. If you beat 10, she gets advantage and is going to be able to roll her persuasion out again. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. I'm going to try. Fingers crossed. Oh, I got a 17. Woo! Okay. Eden, roll one more time. As Geesh has managed to salvage your initial blunder as you came into the room. Well, it did better than last time. Uh, this time, Eden rolled a 15 in persuasion with an advantage. All right. At this point, Ms. Hastor looks at you and narrows her eyes at Gij. You can see her doing quick mental calculus, and she says, we will offer you 56. Oh, to... well, shoot. Gij has to fight himself to not look surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's pretend to mull it over. Mm-hmm, oh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, a, what a tough decision. Mm, hey, to uh, Eden, let's, um, let's, let's confer with the rest of the group. He calls her back to Sariel and Galena. Do you All guys right, want to we'll conch do. up for this, or are you just gonna like whisper in front of her? Let's uh, let's uh, <laughs> huddle up and whisper. Yeah. Actually, yeah, let's. Oh, God, I, I almost feel like as as shifty as these, the Amber Sun is, they might have something that would like let them hear, even though we're using conches, using the conch. Okay, then we'll like feed uh, or whisper. Yeah, he'll he'll just he'll speak in a way that doesn't give away too much. He'll okay. speak. He'll he'll say things that doesn't give away too much. He's like, so how do we how do we feel about that offer? He you can't see his eyes, but you see he's arching his eyebrows. I I think it's uh, reasonable. No. Ariel, no? You think that's too low, Glenna? Yes. What, what about you, Sariel? That sounds like a very reasonable offer. I, th- I think we've outvoted you, Glenna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eden. I guess 56 is fine. Eden will turn around and just tell her, All right, we accept your offer. Very well. Please feel free to rest in the lounge while we collect the coinage for you. Miss Milan, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. The feeling is mutual. Thank you very much. As you were doing this, you you recognize that you give you gave no one your name. Oh. You just point. hella bribed your way in. Well, you know, I mean, well, when you're famous, you know, uh, just uh just a day in the life, really. Mm-hmm. Can I roll an insight on this lady? Yeah. What what are you trying to discern? Are we getting swindled? Like are we gonna go into this this lounge chamber? And then get ganked. Oh, you want to see if she's going to murder you. Okay. Well, I want to see if there's something fishy about this. Just because I'm pretty sure this place is clean. Well, one thing is legit. One thing you made sure of is that you're doing this off the books. That's true, I guess. Okay, so So, insight? Public plan failed. Yeah, go insider. See if she's going to send if she's sending you off your to your death. Roll the seven. Man, this this lady's got a hell of a poker face. Okay. Uh, Gish will then ask, uh, if it's not great inconvenience, how long do you think this might take, Miss Haster? 
we do have an appointment to keep with Tahan's third line. Her eyebrow arches as you say Tahan's third line. This is the part where Geesh says, if you kill us, someone's going to come looking for us. Well, geez, let's not jump to conclusions. Well, he's trying to make this as above board as possible. She comments, I believe Hera is in Umbria at the moment. Are you sure you're meeting with the right people? There is a troop that says they're with Tahans, unless they have passed themselves off in forfeit. They would be inviting quite a bit of danger by doing that. Do you happen to know, to know their leader's name? Oh, no, it's not that great of an inconvenience. I just want to know how long this would take. No, no, I'm just curious. Oh, he said his name was Lehu, but it's more of a casual meeting. Ah, well, we'll try not to detain you too long. It's quite a bit of coin you're asking for. Oh, that's quite understandable. And he gives uh, a bit of a bow, trying to put on the politeness with what he's saying. Okay, you guys are ushered into a very pleasant lounge, and a bunch of food and drink is brought to you. Do you partake in any of it? I know you guys are, are, are paranoid Nellies. Do you guys not eat the food? I want something. Yeah, like, I want uh, the fruit. Yes. Eden will take a small bite of whatever looks the hardiest, because by this point, I imagine she'd be hungry. Uh, Sariel will abstain. Geesh will look for a window to peer out of it. <laughs> Uh, oh, are... are you going to pull a Jack Donaghy and find a thoughtful staring spot? No, just to see if people are mobilizing outside. He's going to get the angles and look around. You do see it for a moment that there is a flurry of activity in the yard as one of the training activities stops and they get routed somewhere else. But then you also see a moment where Miss Hestor herself marching across the yard, waving her arm at one of the... Uh, officers who stops and she has a short and heated discussion with them and then the officer yells out to his troops to remain drilling and they continue drilling you will communicate everything that's just happened to the rest of the group yeah she's talking to someone out there about half an hour later more servants come in and they are just carrying chests like four of them and when you open them there are strings of coins just like marking them as hundreds coin rolls coin rolls yeah and there are a lot of them oh geez are we gonna have to count all this i don't want to insult anybody by starting to count it in front of them do you guys <laughs> open up the chests and start counting them hastor comes in and says here's your money thank you for doing business no i mean i'm certainly not gonna pull anything out and try to start counting right there i'm just gonna try to make a, a polite exit and then i'll worry about that later okay you guys step out into the streets and have an obscene amount of cash maybe we should um donate some of this to the homeless mm. i feel like we don't need all of this what no why what why not because there's homeless people everywhere we can't help yeah them all. okay so let's help a few. I'm not saying we buy them mansions in the, you know, on top of a mountain. I'm just saying, you know, just, I don't you know. You could certainly start a poorhouse pretty easily <laughs> with, with a fraction of the money that you have. But in this case, I'm going to wrap you guys for the evening as you step out into the streets outside the compound. The gates swing shut behind you. Now it is in the mid to late afternoon. Your pack's significantly more condensed, but probably heavier. Dang, I wish we thought about what we were going to do with all this gold. 
Yeah. I, we could do a bunch of things. I mean, we can donate some of it and well, then no, invest I mean, some of it and then um, throw some of it into the river just for fun, like skipping rocks, throw some into uh, wishing wells. We can build should, like little forts out we of just, some. Should we... Should we just say that the episode ends with the camera slowly panning out as Eden comes up with ridiculous ideas and he <laughs> looks horribly confused and just perplexed? Uh, yes, absolutely. That's how the episode ends. To All be right. continued. And with that, we will wrap for the evening. Hi. With that, our heroes have climbed Sid's toes and acquired their weight in gold from the Ember Sun. But can they maintain their upward mobility despite the burden of so much coin? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. No, no, he went to the was it the question why the White Kalar, James. Which Pres- direction are you sending him, north or south? No, where where's where's all the the orc at? <laughs> all the orc, <laughs> they're in the Preshwai. Preshwai. <laughs>